Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Maybe I should get killed off like Tasha. And Adam. Please, Tasha, yar me. Let's see if they can reanimate this episode. Oh, sorry, man. Oh, man. Have you ever watched original series Trek High? It's, like, fucking amazing, (laughs) man. Those guys were so baked when they wrote that shit. (laughs) Everybody says stuff like that, especially when they first start getting high. (sighs) (laughs) You ever try Star Trek on weed? God, everything Jon Stewart did on film was horrible, except for his TV show. (laughs) How do you do movies that badly and then just have like the best TV show of all time? I mean, he was totally doing badly on purpose. It wasn't in any way sincere. You know, it was pretty silly shit. Pretty much everything he did. Yeah, yeah. So you want to talk about this uh, this year uh, episode? Yeah, it's called Ceasefire. Pretty good. I liked this episode. It was pretty good. good. Good, yeah, because I was like, I think it's good. Hope you like it. I actually yeah. ended, ended up watching it like three times. It's a well put together episode, you know, writing wise, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, perf- Ahab's an idiot, but you know, <laughs> he just is. Yeah, our guests are some fan favorites that are that are back, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it made it just awesome. Just there's so much oh, fun. God, yeah. We got Jeffrey Combs. Yep. Reanimator. And Susie Plaxon. She was amazing as Worf's baby mama. Uh, That tiny part on one episode she was in as Dr. Salar. Mm -hmm. She was awesome. And then, of course, Lady Q. That's right. Yeah, she's Lady Q in that. It's a very late episode of Voyager, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. That back half, much better section of Voyager. Heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. Like all the 90s Trek, like. Once yeah, you get through, yeah. like, you know, the first quarter of it, it just, bam, takes off. And I have been changing my mind about TNG, though. Like, I'm starting to fall in love more with the first, like, some of the first season episodes and first, uh, second, third, and fourth seasons. And, like, fifth, sixth, and seventh, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Oh, wow. Okay. There's something about them that makes me happy. What is it that you're discovering now about those early seasons? Because I think most of us are kind of like, eh, I don't really need to watch season one of TNG or anything. It's the stories. Okay. You know, you just have to suspend your disbelief and suspend your disbelief that anyone would wear those outfits (laughs) for any more than a day and not kill somebody. Fashion, of course, is hardly my forte. There's something very sweet about them. There's some of them are really deep, you know, and Mm -hmm. and interesting. And there are my favorite kind of episode is the what the fuck was that episodes and they have a couple of really good ones um of that type i was kind of hoping for more of that mm-hmm. in the newer trek series because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. uh in, in the first one and the the there there's just space jellyfish yeah there's space jellyfish yeah right <laughs> that's it space jellyfish yep. space jellyfish and there's they mate Shall we get, like, shot by shot? Yeah, let's do this. All right. I, I really like so, this opening shot. This is cool. Totally CGI ruined city, you know, but the darkness, like, kind of f- makes all the, uh, you know, the bad CGI just not there, sort of. It's a great way to hide low-budget CGI. 
after that, we see these Andorians walk into a, like this ramshackle building and one of them's injured and it's Susie Plaxton. And Jeffrey Combs as Shran is in the room and he wants a report and they're, you know, it looks bad for them. These two together are so much fun because they're both such they are. epic scene chewers. God, yes. He's they really always are. scowling and like super uh, intense and report. And yeah. she is, I think, two feet taller than him. I mean, she oh, at least, absolutely yeah. <laughs> dwarfs him. I don't know if he's particularly short. I have no idea how tall he is. I don't, I don't know yeah, if I think she he's is like particularly tall. She is particularly tall. Okay. That, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of hilarious for a second. It shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't. No. Think about, you know, you know, gender, whatever, that way, mm-hmm. that he's this tiny little man bossing around this, like, you know, Amazon warrior <laughs> woman or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, you, you know what I mean? Right. But it right. is, it, it is kind of funny. Yeah. Actually, you brought the house down, Tina. It's a nice juxtaposition. In the episode where she gets killed on TNG, which sucked. Oh. And, oh, but, yes. You know, it sucked that she got killed. Yeah. Also, it sucked that we got Alexander. Oh, oh God. Oh. Anyway, but there's a, a thing yeah. where she she's doing some research and she's like, "Computer, get me all the files on something, something." And yeah. it, you know, <laughs> does the L-shaped finger thumb thing under her chin and it's just very uh-huh. like, "I am doing this broad stage like acting." And, <laughs> and that's exactly and Jeffrey it. Cuz Jeffrey the Combs does the same yeah. thing. He's just yeah. he's just like he's, report. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, and he's he's on his mark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he kind of does a little spin yeah. and he slides into his mark. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> It's really fun to watch. She's bitching about how horrible the Vulcans are. And uh, so Shran comes up with this genius idea. And you can like, you know, he Jeffrey Combs does the kind of ha-ha, you know, moment. They're going to have Ahab do a ceasefire with the Vulcans and them. He's going to get him a pink skin. Yeah. Can we talk about the pink skin thing? It's so, it's not right. We will. But first we have to hear the greatest theme song that's ever been written. It's you should stop saying that. <laughs> you you speak words into existence. <laughs> Just stop saying that because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Archer's on FaceTime, and he looks very annoyed that he has to deal with this situation because he wasn't even supposed to be here today. Exactly. And he's talking to the nicest CEO of all time, (laughs) you know, like. Admiral Pushover is amazing. And he's so sweet. You know, he's not only like a pushover, but he cares, you know. (laughs) Oh I have my God. no idea so, if it was done deliberately to subvert like the military trope of having like mm-hmm. the hard ass general or, or, right. or the hard ass sergeant above you or something right. like that. I think they were trying to do it because they, you know, they were personal friends. Yeah. You know, but I think they just pushed it a little too far, you know, because he never says anything bad to him. He never makes him do anything. He's always like, come on. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. 
Come on, Jonathan. Show me this. You know we should do it. Let's see a smile, big guy. It's the good thing to do. <laughs> Any other admiral before this? Nechev, uh, whoever, mm-hmm. the guy that always had the belt buckle in DS9. <laughs> right. They'd have been all like, this is our chance because the Vulcans are asking us for help. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the, the admiralty, they're kind of jerks, especially in the TNG era. And just kind of scary. None of them are particularly cool. No. They kind of make up for it with this guy because he's just like, mm. oh, gosh. <laughs> what's going on gotta support the troops man you know and you know he cries at the national anthem and you know. <laughs> he cries when he hears faith of the heart he's the type of person who likes faith of the heart yep he's not a bad person he's just you no, know just got bad taste basic as fuck man yeah <laughs> so supposedly Saval is telling him is is asking for ahab to negotiate the ceasefire which obviously is not what we heard in the cold open. Um, but predictably, Ahab is very angry about all this. I'm always angry. But I will give him one thing. He's not acting like he can solve all the problems. And True. Uh, he sees that it is a big, huge issue that he probably yeah. doesn't have any business getting into. Right, right. So at least it's yeah. not super yeah. arrogant. No, that's very true. He he's definitely not excited about trying to do this. He's like, I'm, he said, he even said something about like, how the hell do they expect me to resolve something they haven't been able to resolve in a century? You know, I'm like yeah, yeah. You should you should think about that. Yeah, that is the correct approach, honestly. <laughs> Anything yeah. else, and you're kind of an asshole. Hmm. So, you know, honestly, kind of pointing in our in our dear, brave captain's favor, <laughs> he does this a couple of times throughout yeah. the episode, yeah. which I do appreciate. I really like, they introduce this early on, they make a point of it uh, a couple times later in the episodes, of the mm-hmm. place that they're going, this, this little planet, having two names, depending on who you oh, ask. Oh, I know. That is an yeah, excellent real-world type t- uh, touch that gives you some parallels. You know, you can read mm-hmm. into it whatever you want. You can think of it like Israel-Palestine. You can think of... Oh, Constantinople and Istanbul. Why they change it, I can't say. He has that line uh, where he goes, you're the closest thing we have to an ambassador out here. And I actually oh, laughed God. out loud. That's terrible. <laughs> no, no, no. The absolute state of Starfleet this early on. Just yeah. holy yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> it is some kindergarten shit going on, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I mean, that's the idea. That's the idea behind the series is that it's super early on. How did we start to build this thing? So I'm not hating it, but just like that line is amazing. Oh, God. <sighs> so anyway, uh, the Vulcans call the planet Pon Makar and the Andurians call it Waiton. And I find it amazing how all of these alien names are perfectly pronounceable to humans. I mean, I realize they have to have names and they have to be able to pronounce them on a TV show, but it would be so cool if they were like, the Andorian name is unpronounceable, so we call it blah. You know? That would be cool. We don't get that much mm-hmm. in Star Trek. No. It happens sometimes where it's like, sometimes my name you, would yeah, not be pronounceable to you or something like that. Right, right. And then you get languages that are just like crazy, you know, like bug languages and beeping and so forth. You know, I mean, that's sort of similar. Like Devil in the Dark, where it mm-hmm. didn't really have uh, a language. Right. And, didn't have a mouth. Yeah. And then it 
mind melded with Spock, and it was like, no, kill I. <laughs> yeah. Which is so awesome. I love that. So love good. that. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words. This is a planet that's right in between the Andorian and the Vulcan areas and they've almost gone to war over it twice. Ahab makes the very salient point that uh, how the fuck do they expect him to do this? I'm not even supposed to be here today! So they gotta do it because the Vulcans have never asked them for help before, so, but, but yeah. Yeah, I really thought there should have been a little more <laughs> between Archer <laughs> and Captain He uh, does plan pushover. Yeah, he does, he does it a little bit more. Yeah. But he doesn't have fun with it. He doesn't enjoy it right. later on. It's just like, oh, oh God. No, he does. he does. He does that look at, tri- at Trip. He's like, Mar-har. and that's right before he goes, so you need my help, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it should have been bigger. I don't know. Something it, yeah, would have been a little yeah. more in his character. Can always be bigger. <laughs> the next scene, they're literally table setting. Like they're at a table eating yeah. and table yeah. setting the episode you yeah. know like giving you the background i, I don't know if right. they did that on purpose in the oh, scripts well. but it, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of fantastic they're in that it's probably like an inside joke or something you know yeah because i'm sure i'm sure they've done this several times you know that's true it's probably like a writer's in joke a wink wink right. nudge nudge that is considered to be funny i really like this conversation that they're having mm. with DePaul. Mm-hmm. Usually they're just being dicks yeah. to DePaul. And in yeah. this scene, they're just asking about the history of the thing and uh-huh. kind of finding out that the Vulcans were being dicks. Uh-huh. But, Again? But maybe not, but mm, probably. I think so. Because the, the very strong impression they give is that Andoria is not as well off as Vulcans are maybe developmentally you know the Vulcans definitely look down on the Andorians that part's pretty yeah. clear exceedingly arrogant they do love the moment when T'Pol says some techno babble saying that the engines can really actually go faster and Trip counters with my underwear or flame retardant doesn't mean I'm going to light myself on fire to prove that that's such a Florida man thing, thing to say and it would be such a Florida man thing to, to do. do yeah you could absolutely yeah. see that headline. Florida man sets underwear on fire to prove that they're flame retardant. He's an evolved uh, Florida man. Evolved Floridian. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. We yeah. have a band name. <laughs> I'm going to write it so I don't forget like last time. Yeah. Evolved. <laughs> Damn it. it. Okay. It just auto-corrected evolved to evoked. No, I typed... Evolved is a word. Technology. Or uh, evolving Florida. Yeah. Evolved. No. Evolved Floridian? It's so... Evolved Floridian, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep that. It's meaner, but I like it. (laughs) 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 To Paul, she's on a raw vegetable diet, apparently. I don't know if you noticed... Well, she's vegan. ...their their plates. She's vegan. Yeah, she's full-blown vegan in this. Well, it was just like... But like she's a level five vegan. <laughs> she doesn't. This is not my joke, but um, she doesn't eat anything that casts a shadow. Casts a shadow. No vegan diet. No vegan powers. After he says that ridiculous line about his underwear, um, Ahab and T'Pol like side eye each other, and Ahab makes the most hilarious face. 
Like, it's the strangest, like, I don't know what to do now kind of face. Or is it the, you know, he, he might. He might try that. He might do that. He might, he yeah. Might, yeah, I could see Florida Man might doing that. want to keep an eye on him. Yeah. <laughs> the history of the planet is that it was originally totally uninhabitable. It's like the size of Pluto or something. Um, but the Andorians started terraforming it. And once the atmosphere was there, they made a settlement. And Ahab's like, well, what's the problem? And T'Pol says, well, its only value is its strategic location. We There was no evidence that it was a military base, but we just assumed. I love that detail. That's a dick move. Yeah, I love that detail. <laughs> the humans, who are usually just the dumbest fucks in the room, mm-hmm. they're going, wait, was there any evidence that there was a yeah. military base? And she's just like, uh, no, but like, you know, that's totally what it was. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you might want to confirm yeah. that before doing armed conflict shit. Uh-huh. Uh, humans learned that after 2003 Iraq. Yeah. They'll just make shit up and then be like, oh, we're going to go to war. Fuck you, LOL. Saddam Hussein is determined to get his hands on a nuclear bomb. So the Andorians refused to allow the Vulcan High Command to inspect the colony. So the Vor- Vulcans annexed the colony and forcibly removed the colonists. Yikes. That sounds very bad. It is logical to move them, for they are barbarian Andorians. Right. There are some very disturbing historical parallels here. Since that time, there's been a satellite in orbit orbit to monitor the planet. So in other words, the Vulcans can watch it to make sure nothing's going on. Um, And now the Andorians are trying to take it back. How dare they take what they terraformed and made and set up and stuff. And made homes on and built cities. And yeah, we see Enterprise flying right in between two cool looking Vulcan ships, you know, and then they're in orbit around the planet. I do love that Vulcan ship design. I do too. It's so good. There's a lot of good ship designs in this. I'm not a big fan of the Andorian ships, though. They look lame as fuck. Yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot going on there, but it wasn't no. anything that made me go like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Like, Well, they just kind of look like 80s, you know, console game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I do wish that it was an actual model. They would shoot it. Yeah, like, seriously. Watching this now, uh, where it's all CG... As far as the mm-hmm. uh, the Enterprise and everything, and uh, yeah. late Voyager, I think I think maybe all of Voyager it was CG. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. um, versus yeah. watching uh, TNG, the ship just looks so good. Yeah, in TNG versus any of the later CG stuff, mm-hmm. because it's a model. It looks like it looks like an object in space, like well, quite, li- right. quite literally. But right, you see the CG stuff later, and you just go, ah, yeah, well, computer mm, yeah. graphics, state <laughs> of the art. Did you ever watch Babylon Five? I watched um, most of the first season, and then they took it off of Prime. Which sucks, because oh, I was like, bastards. I see real potential in this show. I see what people are saying, it's, that it's kind of like a DS9. It's very like DS9. Yeah. Or DS9 kind of ripped them off or whatever, blah, 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 however yeah. that times out. But um, I, I was starting to get into it, and then they just yeah. yanked it. They took everything. So they bring in these Vulcans, and, and one of them, it's, it's our boy from Alien Nation. Yep. Gary, <laughs> what was his name? Gary Graham, right? Gar- yeah. Gary Graham, yeah. 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 
they they didn't tell him to be Vulcan again in the show. Oh right. This is a problem he has throughout this entire episode, and it's one of the only uh-huh. things in this episode that really bothered me the whole way through. That and his wig. Oh yeah, his wig really bothered me. Yeah. We go to Florida Man and Ahab bitching about how long the Vulcans are making them wait around before meeting for a briefing. That sounds weird. Before meeting for a briefing. Before meeting for a briefing. For a, for a briefing. 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 So the Vulcans walk in, Saval, and this Murak. Murak, I'm sorry. Which sounds like an arthritis cream. <laughs> you know? Murak. I used to have lots of joint pain, and then I got a hold of Murak. I'm trying to think of a jingle really, really fast. <laughs> Good old Murak. Slap it on your back. Bum bum bum. <laughs> Slap it on your aching you back. Slap it on your knees. <laughs> Slap it on your tees. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are entirely listener supported and want to avoid corporate ads. So please sign up to support us at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. First thing, uh, Saval wants to know why Shran wants Ahab's involvement. And Ahab's like, I was told you were the one that wanted me here. Um, and if you don't want us, we can leave. And so Saval backs down and tells him the tale. And Shran and his army landed on the planet six days ago. Um... And for some reason, they show T'Pol giving Ahab a glance to make sure he gets it. I don't know why she does that. And then fucking Ahab turns out, turn goes all out and turns his head to look at Trip and goes, Shran, yeah. but like mouths it. And I'm like, why did you do that? Like, yeah. ob- <laughs> Jesus, man. It was a really what weird execution of that line. Like, I would have loved it, it if he turned to him and he goes, Shran, and then Trip is like Shran. Oh my god, that fucking guy! <laughs> that dude it just was—it was so like fifth grade, you know. It was like it was—he was like like a ten-year-old boy, you know. He was like, dude, Shran. You know? Shran. See, I thought it was like, oh, like more weirdly intense. Like he. He's sort of half turns, but he yeah, that's body like, in front, like like facing. Uh, uh-huh. uh, alienation cop Vulcan and he just half turns to trip and goes and like is sort of looking down and like <laughs> Shran but no I mean that's the gra- like the gravitas <laughs> that like little kids have you know what I mean no, that's what, what I'm mean, that's what I think that yeah. little kids have? oh no when understand. they're being really serious when they're being really serious about something they're like you guys you guys just don't know <laughs> like it was Shran <laughs> Archer's very preening and just like, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, so, you're asking for my help. And oh, oh. I, it's it's almost good. It's not quite there. They should have had more fun with it, and they didn't. Or just not, because, like, that's incredibly juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a much better idea. I mean, like. Because <laughs> he's an adult, and yeah. he shouldn't act like that. Like, that's the dumbest thing in the world for him to behave like. Because, I mean, they're trying to they're trying to get on these people's good sides. I'm surprised you know? he didn't go like, well, why didn't you help my father? 
Yeah. <laughs> My father asked for help. You wouldn't help him. That was on a different take. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like looks up and just does the thing from IT crowd. Father! But yeah, the whole time, Saval is just like, oh my God, why do I have to deal with this asshole? And then he's like, and she's going to deal with me because I'm taking my token Vulcan friend. Oh, speaking of Murak, his fucking cake makeup is terrible. He's very green. He's greener than your average Vulcan. But like, I happen to be sitting in front of my computer and could see his face really well. And it's like 14 fucking layers in some places. And it just looked really bad. Is there like a line like on his neck where the makeup stops? That's what always catches my eye when when I do notice... That makeup stuff. I was noticing the uneven uh, skin texture. Like, that didn't look like skin. It looked like like modeling clay. Okay, you know? okay, <laughs> I got you. I was like, oh, that doesn't look right, you know. Unless um, he's got some really bad kind of skin problem. And not greasy. So Ahab's like, I'm going to take to Paul. She's my friend. And Saval, I swear to God, gives the camera a look. <laughs> I swear to God. Here we go again. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's much more. Jesus. You know, that kind of thing. Shenanigans are going to happen. So then we go to Phlox Bay where Phlox has to bombard Ahab with radiation. Lol. uh, Because there's a mutagenic pathogen, which isn't really a thing, but kind of is. There are mutagens, and most of them are carcinogenic, but there's not really such a thing as a mutagenic pathogen. Um, And he has to be dosed with anapleptic, anapleptic, (laughs) analpleptic uh, radiation, which is also kind of a thing, but not really. Well, I'm apoplectic. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Apoplectic radiation. Yeah, for some reason a shot isn't going to work. You can't do the, yeah, the needle yeah. or the hypo, hypo spray. We do have hypo sprays already, right? Yeah, the show? yeah. They got hypo sprays. Yeah. But yeah, a hypo spray for this thing is not going to work because that's not going to give Flux enough screen time. Exactly. And I'm fine yeah. with that. Absolutely. Because this is all the Flux we get, I think, right? I think this I is think. all the Flux that we sure. get in this episode. Yeah. And he's like got probably got a very good contract. <laughs> so well, hopefully so because um, he's one yeah. of the better parts of this. Because he's great. Ahab is in this chamber thing or whatever instead of just getting this hypo spray, right. which you know should be how you treat this. He he tra- a little pink light is turned on and Ahab looks very constipated about it. Hey, for all we know, apoplectic acting. radiation makes you need to shit. <laughs> I I, yeah, I have no idea. I've never they've, <laughs> I've never been bombarded with it. Uh, by an alien doctor in a spaceship. Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, I wonder if there was a earlier draft that had him and T'Pol in it and it was Sexy Blue rubdown time. Right. It's like, you're going to need to put on this gel ahead of time. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to grease up because we haven't seen the Sexy Blue Lightroom in a few episodes. I think they've gotten, at this point, I think they had gotten a lot of shit for that. Oh, okay. Um, well, hopefully because so. Because they did it so much in the first season, and you just stop seeing it after a while. <laughs> I think what we've gained far outweighs anything that might have been lost. I think if it was to Paul and Trip, they would just be like, nah, mm-hmm. nah, we're mm-hmm. going to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was the two of them. 
yeah. be like, eh, we're making some people mad, but uh, mm, <laughs> this needs to be in the commercial so we can boost ratings for this episode. Exactly. Had it been the two of them. Um, I don't really get why his, maybe we are out here to join a larger community speech uh, oh, is written oh, or delivered know, this I way. I know, I know. Okay. Well, I know part of that. This is one of those times where they start sneaking in the idea of the Federation because they start doing that um, more and more. Like, they'll just have an episode where, like, you know, some lesson is learned that the Federation does, you know, or something like that. And this is one of those times where it's just like they're talking about becoming a community or joining a community and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, why is it delivered like he's just now thinking of this? It's because he's a, because it's terrible writing. <laughs> no, I mean like I mean you could, okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and completely give that to you. I think you I think you're right about yeah, uh, yeah. why they're putting that in or whatever and I don't think that there's anything too bad in the text, but the way he delivers mm. it, it's like He's covered these things before. Like, we've talked about this before. There was the whole gazelle speech and blah, blah, blah. But the way he's delivering this line, it sounds like it's occurring to him as he's saying it. Maybe maybe we aren't just out here to prove that we're good enough. Maybe we're going to join a great community. You know, I'm just like, why is he saying it like this? It's weird. I don't understand Bacula's deal with this part at all. Like, yeah, who was he trying to be? I've never figured it out. Like, he's he he's basically becomes this weird, angry weirdo that's like George W. Bush proxy. It's very very strange. Yeah, it's like he's sort of annoying stepdad with anger issues yeah and that can't have been the approach like nobody comes up with that and goes like fuck yeah that's it man that's what i'm doing that's totally my hero (laughs) like yeah when um when shatner got the role for kirk the role that he had had previously was alexander Mm. the great and he brought a lot of that like i am an epic warlord to kirk and then picard i think there was a whole series of like these these old um, naval books or something. Uh, these, mm, there, oh, some captain. Um, there was a famous that, that Gene Roddenberry yeah, had in mind. Yeah. That he's like, mm-hmm. this is the guy that um, that I envisioned Picard as. And it was. Uh, I, do, do you remember the name of that? Because I do. It was totally like Horatio. Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Hang on. Horatio Hornblower. Yeah. According to this thing, a fictional Napoleonic Wars era Royal Navy officer in a series of novels yes. and stories by the English writer C.S. Forrester. I'm so happy I, I could type in naval novel. Naval novel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's 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 a band name. Naval novel. I'm taking it. You already got one. Yeah, I already got one. There you go. Just a super weird approach to this character. Anyway, by this point, Archer should be very confident in this idea. Instead of like, maybe, mm-hmm. hmm, it's just now yeah, occurring yeah, yeah. to me. It's like, I dude, think, I think, like, okay. like, fucking like, own that shit. It's like, I we're think, here to do this. We're here because we are yeah. ready to enter a larger community and, and pull a yeah. community together in our part of the galaxy. Like, fucking go for it, man. Yeah. That should be... 
his animating thing uh, because he should have grown out of like I'm uh, my father, <laughs> you know, the, whatever thing. It's bad writing. It's just fucking bad writing. Ugh. That should be. You're exactly right. Either he, you know, owns it, or he's still figuring it out. He's still deciding what he wants for this, you know, this incredibly important mission. Like, for fuck's sake, dude. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Ahab and Paul go down in the shuttle. I love this scene so much. <laughs> they lose their communications because of the Andorian uh, jamming signal. She starts asking him about all the materials that she gave him. And he's like, I glanced at it. <laughs> and she's like... All of this shit is incredibly important because Saval is hoping you'll fail. And I was hoping that you would look at all that stuff that you glanced at would prove him wrong. This scene is Ron and Hermione minus the sexual tension. Yeah. She's, she's like, did you do your homework? I gave you help for your homework. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to play it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she gives she gives him a look of someone stunned by incompetence. <laughs> She's just like, Ugh. yeah. It's just amazing how she just keeps staking her reputation on this <laughs> on fucking him. idiot, this absolute <laughs> traveling circus. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a P.G. Wodehouse series of books, um, uh, Jeeves and Wooster. And this is exactly what it's like. Send a telegram, cancelling that last telegram. I haven't sent this one yet, sir. What? Well, get weaving, Jeeves. Get them both off at once. So they land and start to walk around in the dark set full of set pieces that have been lightly damaged. Um, and I love T'Pol's coat. Oh, it looks cool. It looks so cool. There are some really great jackets in Trek. Mm-hmm. Trek jacket. Woolen jacket. So Susie Plaxton finds them and has her gun pointed at T'Pol and a bunch of Andorians come out of the woodwork and Susie's pissed that Ahab has a Vulcan on him, of course. But he explains that Shran knows her and she helped expose the Vulcan listening post on Pajem and he says, I thought he'd love to see her, you know, or something like that. That he missed her or something. Thought he'd like to see her again. And she, yeah, and she looks it. at her. She's like, yes, literally everyone wants sure. to see this woman more than once. Literally everyone. <laughs> I don't care how straight you are. Holy shit. She's a goddamn supermodel. It's unreal uh-huh. looking at her. Fuck it's, me. Yeah, it's, who am I? It's weird. Is, is this a war? What's going on? I completely <laughs> forgot who I am. I think I'm Worf's baby's mama. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking lost now. The Ted Bundy case remains one of the most fascinating true crime stories ever told. Now the encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy murders is on Audible, and downloading it supports this show. The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders by Kevin Sullivan. Available now on Audible. They black bag them, you know, put the thing over their heads. When you realize Abu Ghraib was going on like while this was, it's yeah. kind of disturbing. It's like, whoa, yep. whoa, brings back a, a moment, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. like during this or right after this or something. Right after, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not not too long after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember seeing the black bag um, blindfold until around this time, like. 
Iraq War stuff. Do you do you remember that from any media at all? Because it was like blindfolded. They put a thing around your 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 eyes. Your they tied it at the no, back I of your head. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it in in like um, certainly sadly um, when. The, all the kidnappings were happening in South America and like Chile and Argentina and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, like that was like often Pinochet just a big and all black that? bag. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly easier to do that than to like come up behind someone and perfectly place it right around their eyes. You know, probably easier than that. I'm not saying it doesn't way. make sense. It is a good call. I just don't remember yeah. seeing that yeah. people blindfolded in in media before this but i can't really say yeah, yeah uh, I, I can't really I say i don't know why it's necessary in this thing though because it's it's just like mm-hmm. the whole place yeah. is rubble ruins okay. ruins we took ruins. a left yeah. at the rubble then we went right at <laughs> rubble and then there was a yeah. destroyed building and then rubble it's yeah. just all yeah. a fucking mess and it's all the same color and yeah everything's yeah yeah so they get to this room they said they're sat in chairs and ahab makes some stupid ass joke where he's i thought my first diplomatic mission would include in champagne and a big table and signing things with a bunch of little pins oh my god the pink skin sense of humor Jeffrey Combs epically says into commercial. I I think if I'm a soldier on a battlefield and like everything is dark and I'm kind of darting around Mm. and dodging behind stuff, the last thing I'm wearing is like a bright red super hot outfit that Susie Plaxon has on. Like that was clearly not what they thought about with the costuming on this. In the right lighting, it's nice and dark and you know, you don't see anything, but like in, in the wrong lighting, she's very obviously wearing red in a very gray blue area so yeah i mean she's already seven foot four or whatever and then she's gonna (laughs) wear like this bright colored like shoot here yeah shirt it's more attitude more of an image more connection with the people shran seems very happy to see ahab and uh shran talks about how the Vulcans see the Andorians as aggressive and illogical, and Ahab does the, you know, to be honest, very um, just trite thing to say. He says, prove them wrong. You know, I'm like, yeah, how? Yeah. Specify. You know, (laughs) give me a strategy on how to do that. But anyway, so he wants to see the hostages, and Susie takes issue with the uh, word hostages, and she's like, they're enemy soldiers that I captured. Because you know she did. And looked amazing doing it. Of course. Have I ever mentioned how much I love the antenna on the Andorians, how they move around? I was just so about to say, God. that is such a strength of this Andorian design. Oh my God, yes. I don't think that they really changed much at all when they brought mm-hmm. Andorians back in Strange New Worlds with Hemmer. Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. see his antenna move, like yeah. they really did a good job on these antenna. Mm-hmm. They respond kind of emotionally. Yeah, she gets snuck up on later, and like her antenna go slowly, like raise up, like oh yep. shit. Yep. Yeah, there's a moment in this scene where uh, Ahab walks past her, and as like right before he does, she she flattens him against her head. Yeah, like a cat. And I'm guessing it's like um, you've got. A little operator person or a, a couple different people with yeah, the remote guess, controls yeah. or whatever. Because you could almost sort of do that as like a headband, couldn't you? 
I would have thought that, um, especially at that time, they would have mm-hmm. needed a whole lot more of the molded headpieces that aliens oh, often have in Star Trek. You know, like yeah. the Klingons and, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. all that, in order to hide all the little servos and stuff. But they were able yeah. to get them on there, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's something there. There, there is something yeah, there, yeah. but it, it doesn't look like a huge forehead piece that you would think no, that they exactly. would need. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, kudos to whichever department handles that for, for these shows because they mm-hmm. just look awesome. They do, and even up close, you don't see little separation. Right. Uh, right. The makeup's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really yeah. good. I mean, the blue looks fantastic on all of them. They they mm-hmm. look super. Cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, somehow they managed to do the lighting really well because that could have just been looked really weird if they had done it too bright or, you know, had like some kind of odd color in the background. That might be why they're in this particular uh, area so much. It might have just been easier to light them. Yeah. And not make it look really stupid looking, you know? Yeah. Anyway, Makes sense. Um <laughs> So Ahab sees the v- three Vulcans being held in a closet. He tries to talk to them and Susie slams the door and is like, they're lucky not to be dead. And uh, T'Pol and Susie get into the the, arg- the exact argument that provoked all of this. You know, it's like the same things that all of the other people have been saying about each other. And Shran's like, see, totally fucked up. We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. And then he lists his demands. And I'm like, uh, dude, chill out on that for a second. I guess it's the strategy of aiming past what you think you're going to get. Like, you know that's not going to work. Right. But, like, in an ideal world sort of thing. But he still delivers it with, like, epic Jeffrey Coombsness. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> they, I will release the three Vulcans if, if <laughs> they rescind the stupid treaty and leave the planet of unequivocally to Andoria. He's, he's very good at it. I gave him life. I like that Archer's like, I- I'm not here to just like deliver your demand. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> so Susie's like, he's a puppet of the Vulcans. And uh, he's like, no, I really don't like those guys. They're mean. They're mean to my dad. They don't like me much either. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I guess she buys? I, I don't know. It, she's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, okay. Just, she gives no reaction. What he wants is to ter- talk directly to Saval on his terms. Um, because the problem has been that they've dragged out these negotiations for years and years and never actually gotten anything solved. Um and Susie is obviously there to be the uh, antagonist voice of whatever, because she's constantly giving lines about how bad the Vulcans are. Yeah, she's very, like, pro-war. Uh, why are we wasting our time? Vulcans are jerks. Yeah. Fuck this anyway. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> destroy, uh-huh. destroy. Um. I've got a headache. Um, <laughs> Ahab explains that the Vulcans are going to want something in return for the, you know, this favor. Um, and he says, you know, let the hostages go so that you, they see you're serious about peace. And Shran is like, fuck no. And they go back and forth. And then Shran says he'll release one of them as a show of good faith. And Ahab goes back to Saval and Saval is like, fuck no. There's not much, you know, action. It's just talking. 
Right. But Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs talking, so it's much more interesting. Yeah, it's just fun. No matter what. It's just fun, yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah. Shran, I, I think that him in character as Shran reading or doing very boring things would still be awesome. Oh, God, yeah. Actually, okay, yeah. The, best, the best thing I can think of for Shran off the top of my head is a cooking show. I was thinking him of him washing the dishes. <laughs> well, there's there's not usually too much dialogue while washing dishes, but if you're well, I know, but that you know or, he should as a chef, like yeah, uh, insane Gordon Ramsay type chef where he's where he's 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 like, I need a chicken parmesan, <laughs> and they a little like a bunch of Andorians in the kitchen, and they're just going like like yeah, Shran. He's, he's, he's like, drop the pasta. <laughs> he's drinking the whole time because he drinks epically in this. At the right. end, it's, oh god, it's yeah, my favorite thing he does. I just, I kind of started <laughs> clapping, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We got a ways to go. Over seventy thousand light years. Archer goes back and he tells, uh, uh, he tells Gary Graham, he's, he's like, uh, so that's what that guy wants, and. Gary Grant, just honestly, no effort whatsoever in trying to be like a stoic, logical Vulcan. Yeah, no. Until the dialogue reminds him to do it later. He doesn't even care. Sorry, buddy. No, I'm not trying to no. give you shit. We're watching recorded action that you did. I, I really feel like they just didn't brief him on the Vulcan, <laughs> the whole Vulcan deal. Yeah. He yeah. did he yeah. did the he skimmed it. Just like how Archer was was like, Yeah, I, I skimmed it. I, I looked I at it. It's it. fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he he's like, I'm just going to be kidnapped, you know, and besides, I never asked for this bullshit with you and I don't feel obliged to accept anything you have to say because you're an idiot. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, he probably is. And Ahab's <laughs> like, well, at least the Andorians want to talk. I do like that the only way that he got Saval to be reasonable is to embarrass him into it. Right. Right. That is kind of exactly. funny. It's like, well, these uh, blue barbarians down there actually want to talk, and you don't. So, uh, who's the murderer? Mur- you know that kind of implied yeah. thing. It's, like I said, he's like an eighth grader. Sorry, I'm just hormonal. And he tells him the ball is in your court, and Tapal has to explain what that means to Saval. That's kind of fun. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that he says it later. Um, he's like, "Didn't you hear? The ball is in our court." Mm. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> fucking human <laughs> next scene is saval going to the andorians along with ahab uh murak doesn't seem happy and looks like he's gonna do something stupid but he doesn't but it does look like he's gonna do something stupid florida man says he doesn't like this because if something bad happens they won't be able to call the ship because they're in that you know jamming area um and ahab's like no it'll be fine we'll be fine i'm like i cannot believe he even just said that like d- did they actually put in to the the screenplay that he should say no i will be fine it's fine i skimmed it it's fine <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah saval is just like oh fuck my life like on the way down yeah. and he's like this is the fucking worst <laughs> and then uh they get shot at uh they get shot down and, yeah. and honestly this crash scene is not too mm-hmm. bad for the cgi of the time no yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks all right. The phasers look pretty good, like that blue light and everything. It looks pretty cool. It is funny that they chose blue. They're like, well, it's the blue people, so, <laughs> so they're going to shoot make blue. it blue. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's fine. 
<laughs> and also there's still racialism. So they get out with all their phasers drawn and everything. And he, and Saval, it turns out, fucking knows exactly where they are because he served there in the occupation forces. And he's been there like a billion times. Um, and, and Andy said he was an intel officer later yeah. on. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you CIA spook fuck. Uh-huh. Fuck That's you. exactly what this motherfucker is. Yep. Um, so he thinks, of course, that they should head out to the Vulcans. And it, Ahab's like, no, I gave my sh- I gave my Shran my word. And we're going there. And Saval takes off that huge ass robe. And for some reason, it's actually really humanizing. Okay. I didn't even notice it. Vulcanizing. Vulcanizing. (laughs) But like it. (laughs) So there's still racialism. You see his body more instead of it just being this like amorphous, you know, shape with the head on top. And you can see him moving around and walking and all that. So, yeah, it's it's very humanizing. What was funny to me is that they walk away from this and they just kind of leave the shuttle there with the door wide open. I know. Is that weird? It is weird. To me, it's very weird. Really? Landed in a war zone and just kind of like walk away with like door open, lights on, key in the ignition. (laughs) What the fuck is this? Exactly. so weird. Uh Uh, First come, first Uh, serve on the shuttle. Anyway, let's go find our blue friend. You're giving me one of your shuttles? So Ahab tells... Saval his past with Shran and he does not think that this was Shran's plan. God, I keep rhyming. Shran's plan. Shran's plan. Shran's Shran's plan. You know, Saval's like, you're naive, you know, oh, I know these Andorians, blah, blah, blah. So Ahab believes that they're close to the Andorian base, so he starts walking. Paul gives Saval some kind of significant look and they tail afterwards. Creating this show isn't easy or cheap, so please sign up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. On the Enterprise, Trip is running the ship, and he's arguing mm-hmm. with the snobbiest Vulcan ever, Mo- Moloch or whatever his fucking name is, Muroc. is so Muroc. perfectly <laughs> snotty and condescending. He's he is, he's excellent. He's actually quite good at it. He at least looks like he's trying to repress his emotions Yes, his emotions being contempt for this yeah. this this human thing he has to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Whereas honestly, yeah. Gary Graham is just like, yeah, I'm just gonna act. I don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm just acting yeah. like a jerk guy. <laughs> just gonna be me. <laughs> That's all. I, whatever. Yeah. So Mirak is going to go and go down to the planet and send troops in to get Saval. And Reed is like, what about our officers? And he's like. Yeah, we'll get those. We'll get them too if we have to. Um, and Florida Man's like, we want to be involved. And Mirak's like, uh, no, we're like actual professionals. And Florida Man talks ha- about how he saw a Vulcan commando unit blast the hell out of a rebel compound during a rescue mission. And I'm like, when did that happen? I remember that. That was... Um Oh, the, shadows of the yeah yeah no no not the shadows episode the um, oh. uh the love shack episode the one where they the one where they made to Paul get motorboated oh right <laughs> God that fucking episode. The whole shack 
so in the Andorian base, Shran and Tara, which is actually Susie's name, um, are arguing about who shot down the shuttle. And Shran's like, we didn't do it. You know, and Shran's like, "Mm, I doubt it. You beautiful lady, I'm not sure you're telling me the truth. She says that some of their men saw the weapons fire coming from the Vulcan side. And she's pissed that Shran wants to negotiate. So you can kind of see where this is going. It's definitely foreshadowing and like telling you what's going to happen. But, you know, whatever. Um, There was something in this that I really appreciated. Someone else's uh, opinion about the Vulcans, like how another culture would would see that. And ours, clearly at this point, our heroes are very annoyed with them and the logic and the hypocrisy and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But what the Andorians interpret... The Vulcan logic-based system, everything, is psychopathic. Right. She's like, they have no conscience. Yeah. If you think your enemy has no conscience whatsoever, Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot easier to uh, motivate people to fight against them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If if your populace thinks that another populace are just like evil robo Straight monsters up really evil yeah 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 then yeah you can yeah. you can go to war over a tiny planet if you want you can keep that shit going meanwhile on the post-apocalyptic set uh the trio is is finally kind of making their way through the what's that stuff called styrofoam yeah. that's been painted <laughs> and sculpted saval finally agrees to help guide them because he knows exactly where they are bizarrely i don't even know how that's possible they hear weapons fire but it's not coming at them and Saval's like, Mom, Vulcans, Vulcans. Ahab says something like, I'll sneak around because my ears won't attract as much attention as yours. And he just runs off yeah. into the darkness. <laughs> and Saval's like, what is their fixation with our ears? And she says, I believe they are envious. I thought that was adorable. Yeah, it is. But cute. yeah, like what it's it's constant in every you know, at all of the shows. If there's a Vulcan, it's constant ear jokes. Yeah, McCoy being the master. Yeah, the absolute very master much so. of that shit. You green blooded pointy eared hop. Pointed eared. Yeah. Just a little microaggression to get him through the day, you know. That's fairly uh, that's fairly macro. Uh-huh. I'd say that's yeah. that's pretty that's just an aggression. I mean, I know he's his friend, <laughs> but like, you know, I kinda love the relationship between McCoy and Spock. Absolutely. Saval uh says that she has picked up a human accent. Ouch. I love that he's giving her all this shit for being around the humans too much and everything when he's the one being like emotional this entire episode. So emotional. He's he's just being flat out like, you know, well, I didn't want you to come. You're not. He's just frustrated (laughs) and angry and annoyed and all this shit and snotty through the whole thing. And then he's giving Mm -hmm. T'Pol shit for just like hanging around these humans. While yeah, she is yeah. being way more Vulcan than he is. She says she works, finds the work gratifying. And I'm like, so like teaching a bunch of kids that don't know how to read or something? I, I guess like, so. Yeah. I find it rewarding to teach card tricks to dogs. He calls her arrogant. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. Seriously. If he projected any harder, they could see it from Vulcan. And for some reason, she gets up really close to him and says that Ahab has earned her respect, but that she's not contaminated by his emotions. 
Um, but I didn't understand why they, you know, made her get up for like, like right there. You know, <laughs> she didn't need to do that. that um, that's the thing. Once I noticed that in Star Trek, like 90s Star Trek, I just saw mm-hmm. it all the time. And I think it's just because of the TV aspect ratio or whatever, however they had to shoot. Yeah. When they had two people talking, they were two inches from each other. <laughs> right. So weird. Yeah. People don't do that. It worked in those those slash fit couples. Sure. Like, you know, you got Garrick and Bashir, and they're an inch from <laughs> right. each other, looking into each other's <laughs> eyes, talking. <laughs> Kirk and Spock, same same kind of thing. Oh, uh, Kirk and Spock, totally. But yeah, it, it's a weird thing. Like, you're in Picard's ready room. You have all this space. He has the, the yeah. chair with the desk and everything like that. And him and Riker are like yeah just three inches away from each other yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) just having a conversation the way no one Uh, would meanwhile uh susie has found their crashed shuttle and knows that they're on their way to shran so she wants to kill them but back on the enterprise hoshi says she's not sure but she thinks she's found something that might be probably ahab is that her only line pretty much she does some you know, hailing frequencies open later, but that's about it. Yeah. I remember she looks completely bored. Oh God. Yes. Delivering this line. I don't blame her. <laughs> I don't blame her. Don't Just no. being like, fuck me. They're never going to give me another episode. Maybe I should get killed off like Tasha. Yeah. You know, <laughs> please Tasha Yarmi. The only yeah. episode where I got to do stuff, I also had to get topless. So Saval, Ahab, and T'Pol start coming under fire, and Saval gets hit in that magical TV spot on the shoulder. Right. It's it's not the heart. It's not on the arm. It, you know, it's not the neck, but it's that magical spot where, you know, it hurts, but it's not going to kill him. It's in every tv show ever where somebody gets yeah. shot in the shoulder or shot in the leg so that they can still be like oh i'm injured but i can go on if i find the yeah. strength kind of thing right be heroic uh, yeah yeah it's like all right uh, yeah all right fine okay <laughs> so they are then pinned down in a firefight and they realize that it's the andorians shooting at them um, so, he's, uh, Ahab hands Saval a phaser and he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> he's like, put down cover fire, you moron. You know, I kind of at that point was like, I think he's bullshitting him because he's an intelligence officer. He was in a, like what, you know, whatever occupying force, like, come on. Yeah. He does. He says, I haven't fired a weapon in 50 years. Right. And, you know, emotes it and gives him this look like, what the uh-huh. fuck is this? You know, just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just keep, it bothered me so much through the yeah. episode that he just gave no fucks and mm-hmm. was like, just just a little bit of that, like, Spock calm. Be like, I've not fired a weapon in 50 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it has been. But instead he's like, yeah. I haven't fired a weapon in 50 years. What's going on here? <laughs> this is crazy pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> Saval and T'Pol. Ooh, another rhyme. Ooh, ooh. Saval and T'Pol. Ooh, another rhyme. Ooh, ooh. Another rhyme. Saval and T'Pol fire up at the Andorians while Ahab does this crazy rolling crawling thing (laughs) that's totally directly from Galaxy Quest. (laughs) Oh my god. Does the (laughs) rolling help, Jason? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's so So, awesome. I love it. 
Uh, so he sneaks up behind one of them and punches the guy out in the most American way ever. You know, it's, I mean, you can hear the, the trumpets. Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. What would have been awesome is if he just snuck up behind him and just grabbed him by the legs and just tumped him <laughs> over the front. That would have been yes! fucking sick. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> like, if you're going to do the stupid knockout thing and, and you're shooting yeah. a Star Trek episode, go for it. Like, do the yeah. double uh, fist with in, intertwined knuckles, uh-huh. uh, uh, 1920s wrestling move, and just like the hit him on the chop. back. Yeah, and just yeah. like pop him on like the, the, the on the on the back, and then oh, he falls down. Fucking go for it! <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Weirdly, he throws away the Andorian rifle. It's I don't know. I know. I, just, I don't understand that either. I don't know. It feels like just letting more guns lay around on the battlefield where you're only three people isn't a great idea but okay i'm no military strategist right exactly so the two sides uh oh up in space the two the andorian ships and the vulcan ships they're obviously gonna start fighting florida man puts enterprise right in between them and i'm like i understand why you think this will work but it's three-dimensional space they could go anywhere around you yeah it's not like we're on a two-dimensional plane, you know? I'll I, I tell you what, though. The idea, the idea is that they're mirroring what's going yes. on on the surface. On the surface, yes. Because why really have a, a B story? Just do the same thing, <laughs> right. but Just in space. Just do the same thing in we're gonna space. We're going to get uh, yeah. between these two warring faction people mm-hmm. instead of doing and we're gonna make them stop shooting yeah i would have enjoyed so, like a full-blown b-plot like yeah something something insignificant-ish but like hoshi can't keep her plants alive i don't know whatever <laughs> something yeah or somebody's having an argument with chef and like you still don't right. see him but he's throwing shit everywhere yeah yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. or something happens to milk toast that you know, actually gives him character. Yeah, something where he has to emote and talk about a thing. Yeah, that's not cute. I don't even remember him being in this episode. I remember a line where he's mentioned. Yeah, he had like no lines. He was just in shot a couple of times. God damn it, this fucking shit. You know? Yeah. Reed asks Florida Man what he has in mind, and he kind of, you know, is like, I'm not going to tell. Back on the planet, Ahab sneaks up behind the other Andorian, and it's Susie, and she does this thing where she's, you know, they show her in the middle of the firefight, you know, and she shoots, shoots, and then she backs up, and then she shoots, shoots, you know. And at one point, she actually winces away from the phaser firing at her, except that there's, of course, no phaser right. in reality. Yeah, she's just acting. So she, like, yeah, just back yeah. up when someone's shooting. She doesn't just back up. She, like, winces like it's yeah. hot. So good. I love her. And, and anything that she earned right there, she then blows what? because he sneaks up behind her and he's like, oh, I, I got you. I don't know if this has a stunt setting or you know, whatever the thing. And then she just stands there exactly where those shots were coming yeah. in from. Just stands <laughs> yeah, there and then stands right. up. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> 
She's like, go ahead and shoot. <laughs> doesn't have a stun setting, unlike me in this outfit. And then drops the thing and looks epic. <laughs> She calls Shran a coward, and and he's like, you did all this, and blah, blah, blah. And they fight, and it's a decent stunt double for her, but not great. I didn't really think about the stunt double thing, so it it worked fine for me. But Mm -hmm. the music was great because it had some of the TOS, you know, the stings that they would use whenever there was like a a fight scene and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was part of it. And I thought that was a really good touch. He manages to knock her out. And that's exactly when Shran shows up with reinforcements. It's Herbert West. Back in space, we see a little bit better of a of of a shot of the Andorian ships, and like I said, it's it's just kind of eighties video game, eighties nineties video game. It's just not very imaginative to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean the CG shit just doesn't age well. CG doesn't age well. I'm sorry. Like it doesn't. Mm -mm. Right now, uh, in Trek, we're getting some. Gorgeous, absolutely stunning CG, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that 20 years from now, just like it's been, t- you know, 20 years since Enterprise, yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to look like shit. We're going to be like, oh well, you know, it was good for the time, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it looks absolutely stunning right now. Yeah, but so yeah. did the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Everyone gasped in right. the fucking theater. <gasps> look at how real they move. Oh, my God. You look at it and now. And you look at, watch it now, you're yeah. like, oh, It's God. like, oh, fuck. Jesus. Fuck <laughs> so, uh, back in space, the Enterprise is between the two sides, and uh, they both call Enterprise, and Hoshi, Hoshi puts them on the split screen. And Florida Man is super chill for some reason. I don't know why he's all like, whatever, man. Yeah, very out of character. Very. Also, the Andorian. His name's Christopher Shea, and he played a Vorta. He's, he played the Vorta Keevan, the one that ended up dead, bonking around on uh, Taraknor. The Vorta Keevan. Um, the real snobby looking one. And um, oh, in the, mer- the, mer- the, the Ferengi episode of yeah. Taraknor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was funny. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty good. He was just like, I hate Ferengi, and then like yeah. falls down <laughs> and dies. That shit rules. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love that episode. It's a great episode. It real, I love it. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he was also one of the innocent uh, Suliban in that episode where they were in the Suliban prison or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That was okay. That makes more sense to me uh, as something I would have recognized because I saw that way more recently than I've seen that DS9 episode. Ah, yeah, true. But yeah, cool. God, I I love that. I love spotting Trek actors in different Trek things. Me too. <laughs> I know that's a little gem that we all like grabbing onto. It's fun. If you're an audiobook listener, you can support the show by downloading The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Hear inspiring stories of heroism during Europe's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Florida Man says he'll fire on any ship that makes an aggressive move. And I'm like, considering that they've got much more advanced ships than you do, is that really a threat there, buddy? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> go ahead then. 
there's a there's a southernism go for ahead that. on go, go ahead then so anyway he talks them down somehow and says that as long as they as ahab is down there it's a starfleet matter b you know he kind of was like hey give them a chance to actually negotiate um and for some reason they he tells them that they've isolated ahab's bio signs i'm like why do you need to tell him that we got fancy sensors too yeah exactly they pretty good you, we, we got we them figured out the only human down there now how you think we did that <laughs> exactly. we got some good ass sensors up here <sighs> in the uss jacksonville <laughs> honestly exactly. trip in these scenes i'm just like uh, you know what trip should just be captain mm-hmm. they should kill off bacula and just mm-hmm. make trip the captain he'd be dead within a week get a new engineer that's like fucking hilarious like get us a, a comic relief engineer and save this fucking show i think he'd be dead within a week oh okay so they make the engineers like uh the drummers in spinal tap they just keep <laughs> dying in insane uh sci-fi ways uh-huh. they're just the red shirt every week all right and the chief engineer is going to beam down and he just immediately explodes from something <laughs> oh god i would love that so much <laughs> fuck yes back on the planet shran is pointing a gun at ahab while tara Susie, li- totally lies about what's going been going on and you're just like lying bitch um then right then Tapal and Saval show up and make the point that some Andorians actually want a war and that's what's been going on uh Tara shot down the ship and has been sabotaging the negotiations obviously ah curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal Ahab he's like Chuck Saval's wound and the crash shuttle that was hit with Andorian weapons. Keep just laying it out for him instead yeah. of being like, yeah. "Dude, she she shot us down." Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> She's been shooting at us this whole time. What the fuck is this about? <laughs> what, which is what literally anyone would do. Uh huh. <laughs> they yeah. just sit there and go like, "No, nah, we're just gonna why. like keep giving him clues." <laughs> And let him epically figure it out. It's really quite simple. She does the villain, others feel this way, you know, kind of thing. Because she's so good. But she is chewing the hell out of the scenery. Um, she's so epic. She's it's awesome. So really good. On Enterprise, uh, both of the different sides, the Vulcans and the Andorians, are heading for the planet to land and, I don't know, have a party or whatever. So then the captain calls from the surface and tells them the good news uh and trip the first thing he's like he's like hey y'all okay you know like it's the first thing i thought that was really funny you all right your mom and them exactly what it says when someone falls down a sinkhole in florida (laughs) you all right down there (laughs) exactly there we go they're going down to pick up their troops milk toast is going to go down and pick them up in the second shuttle Shuttle 2. Creative. I wrote in my notes, I'm fairly sure that Milk Test has had zero lines in this episode. I think you're right. Um, yeah. I really sure. don't think that he said one single fucking word. Mm-mm. Not even like a reaction shot. I don't no. remember seeing him. No, it was just him looking at the console. Sometimes they use him for that because because uh, he has this like adorable cartoon face. <laughs> and so they'll cut to him being like worried, like, oh, oh no. Yeah. So that we're all clued in that this situation is bad. So, not even that. Didn't yeah. even give the guy that. Nope. Uh, did you notice how, what's the word? It's like, 
I think it's called ADR when you, mm-hmm. it's like after dialogue. Yeah, recording dubbing. Yeah, something. after so, dubbing. Yeah, they mm-hmm. dub and dub. So the conversation between Florida Man and Ahab, it's close, but it's not Ooh. quite it. You know what I mean? Huh. Like the matching each other's response or whatever. Right. It, it just sounds very pre-recorded <sighs> on Ahab's part. I was like, you know, it was, I didn't notice it the first time, but the second yeah. time I watched it, I was like, that sounds weird. Something, something weird and artificial <laughs> sounding about their interaction here. It doesn't quite match up. That's funny. Yeah. That is super funny. If you want, go back and look at look at it. It's 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 it's, it's kind of funny. Which part is it? He's he's like y'all are right down there, and he's like yes. It turns out, uh, Shran is being a good host. <gasps> right. And it, I remember what you're talking about. It's a little phoned in on Bacula's part, but (laughs) what makes... Well, literally, because he's phoning in. But what's funny is that he and Florida Man don't quite match up. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean timing-wise. I mean sort of in delivery. It's Mm -hmm. not quite so natural. Mm -hmm. They they could have used a couple more takes on Florida Man's part, but like, all right, sure. Right. Exactly. Or Bacula's, actually, because that's probably uh, uh, easier, because he probably just Mm -hmm. went into a sound booth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. Yeah. Just went in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the negotiations are happening on the Enterprise. And I kind of love this scene. Um, you know, they, they, Ahab sub- says something stupid about if, well, a good compromise is if neither side is happy. You know, I'm like, that's okay, whatever. It's yeah. Hitting, you know, shooting for the low ball there. But they averted a war, which is the big deal. And Shran forces everybody to drink. And the Vulcans are like, we don't drink. And Shran gives them a nasty look. And uh, Saval decides they go ahead and drink. I like that they had the uh, dramatic music for a second where he's like, Vulcans don't drink. (laughs) And then everyone's tense for a second like, oh, "Oh, fuck. (laughs) As if like like, this was what everything hinged on. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on with the fake tension. (laughs) Nobody's buying that shit. And he's like... But it is a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose I will not be an uptight asshole. To our mutual dissatisfaction. Yeah. Because he's Jeffrey Combs. Because he's Jeffrey he's just, Combs. He goes for it so hard in this scene. He does. Everybody has like a howdy or whatever, which for you non-Athenians listening, uh, it means half of a shot. It's just kind of a little bit. Yeah. And uh, they all kind of sip it, except for Shran, who just epically just throws <laughs> it down his throat goes like yeah and puts it down and glares around the table yeah. like he just defeated them all in a drinking contest that <laughs> the rest of them didn't know that they were in exactly yeah it's yep. so great he just he's just so fun to watch he him is up, man. he really is so fun i don't know what it is about him but it's just great so they're gonna have more talks on andoria which is awesome and to paul escorts Saval to the airlock and Saval turns around and says to Ahab that he hasn't been overly meddlesome and I'm like that's all he fucking did like in every (laughs) way he possibly could he got in the middle like what the fuck are you saying yeah I don't know they they had they had to write that they had to have something where Saval approves somehow yeah that Archer didn't fuck it up right right but that just that line doesn't make any sense yeah yeah that line needed another pass for sure <laughs> yeah 
Jeffrey Combs pulls it off, and, and I love this part where he says uh, he thinks that Saval likes Ahab, and Eric Archer's like, I don't think so. I, I, would, I wouldn't good. go that far. I wouldn't go that far. That's what he said. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I mean, another bit, that, that whole last bit there needed another pass. I'm not Definitely. sure what exactly. Trimmed um, or something. I don't know. It just, just didn't, none of it really fit right. The uh, I think he likes you. He's like, I wouldn't go that far. And then, you know, roll credits. It felt a little sitcom-y. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's the end of the episode. That's it. That's the episode. That's all, folks. Did it trek? Uh, I mean, we do get more Andorians. We do get Jeffrey Combs. I think once you include Jeffrey Combs, like it's gonna, <laughs> it's just and, automatically and, Star and Trek. Susan yeah. Blackson. Yeah. <laughs> once you include those two. It's automatically Trek. I think what they did mm-hmm. was they tried to put Archer in a Picard situation. Right. I get that. No! I'm okay with it. I don't think it's perfectly representative of a Trek. I don't think it, you know, 100% Treks. I think it, like, you know, 70% Treks. Um, but you're absolutely right. There is definitely times where you're sitting there going i'm not really sure which uh which sci-fi show i'm watching right now mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't yeah. really matter you know what i mean <laughs> like like somehow it just kind of is like it's such a uh sci-fi kind of trope that it's like eh, it doesn't really matter which which show it is <laughs> it can be very blase blase about it you know i don't like what we have become Band name? Definitely going to have to go with Evolved Floridian. Evolved Floridian. I love that. And it forces people to say it slowly. Evolved Floridian. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's kind of a point against it because <laughs> because still I keep thinking of um, Evolving Florida. Right, right. Which sounds like a emo-y band yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, mid-2000s, early 2000s, Evolving Florida. Versus Evolved Floridian. I don't know. Both of them. I'm leaning now towards Evolving Florida because it sounds like um, a verb. I'm Evolving Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what would it, would it be smoother somehow? I think it would just be less insane. (laughs) Yeah. A more evolved state of Florida. What about you? Do you have a band name? I I came up with Susie Says while I was doing my notes because I was like, Susie Says, Susie Says all the time. And I was like, oh, it's like some kind of, you know, early new wave goth kind of band. That's good. I like that. But then uh, but then Naval Novel came along and I'm just. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm, I'm all over Naval Novel. Okay. Na- na- naval Novel. <laughs> I love it. God, that's fun to say. <laughs> Naval novel. Um, uh, honestly, honestly, I do think that Susie Says is a better band name, but uh-huh. Naval Novel is so much more fun <laughs> to say that I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I don't know what Naval Novel sounds like. But uh, I think it sounds like um, either one of two things. A total just noise band, like Diet Rockstar. Okay. Or uh, or like a, um, a white boy funk band. <laughs> I 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Both of those are fantastic. All right. Awesome. Good. good. Uh, Non-Trek Wreck? My non-Trek recommendation is going to be a YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. I think we haven't done this one. Okay. It's called Athens GA Live Music. Oh, yay. The guy that owns the channel is a guy named Gregory Frederick, a man well into his 70s, who lives just outside of town and drives in pretty much every night to record live music happening in Athens, and then he just puts it on, on his YouTube channel. Yep. And it's an incredible document of all kinds of bands mm-hmm. that, uh, that that play here in Athens and some out-of-towners that come in, too. Like, he'll label it out-of-towners. Uh, but there is no one documenting the music scene here. The way he uh, is, yeah. E- exactly. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it needs way more subscribers, deserves a whole lot more subscribers. So I'm on it right now. Athens GA Live Music. Gregory probably puts in more work into uh, the live music scene here than most of the musicians, mm-hmm. yeah, including me. And I'm in four bands, and I don't do nearly as much work for oh. the local scene <laughs> as Gregory does. So that is my non-Trek recommendation, the okay. YouTube channel, Athens GA Live Music. What about you? What is your non-Trek rec? Um, I... Um splurged on myself and and <laughs> yeah right um i i got another um a subscription to uh apple tv and it's it's only like 4.99 a month which is shockingly low um but i i got it because i was like i need to see like 50 of the things that are on there so i just fucked it you know i just said fuck it um but the one that I had not heard of that is blowing my mind with how good it is is called For All Mankind. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this. Have you been watching it? No, oh, I don't you, have, I don't have the okay. Apple thing, but um, I have heard a lot of good things. What? Oh my God, it's so good. It's alternate history, which is a very cool. I've only read a couple books that were alternate history and they're so good and I want to get more. Um, but basically what happened is Uh, In the 60s, instead of the United States landing on the moon first, the Russians did. Cool. And that's the point of diversion. So if they continued to win the space race. Right. But at at that point, you know, the United States is like, holy shit, we're fucking up. And like, it's always told only from the United States perspective so far. Like, I, I haven't gotten, you know... Uh, for very far in it, I'm only in season one still, but it's really, really cool. That reminds me, I never saw the Americans. That's fucking great too. Creating this show isn't easy or cheap, so please sign up at Patreon.com/StarTrekStuff. You can leave a quick five-star review on iTunes. Send the show link to a Trekkie you know today. Thank you for all your support. Well, overall, I mean, this was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was good. I'm pretty sure I remember you saying, "Yeah, the next one's good." So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think I think it was it was definitely, uh, definitely. A, a fun watch, especially with our guest stars who absolutely crushed it. Except oh yeah, for Gary Graham. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, I keep saying that like he's like he's listening. <laughs> like I, he I, gives I, a I, shit. There's li- yeah, there, yeah, there's little chance he gives it. Here's this or gives a shit. So. Um, 
What about our next one? What's what's our next one called? Uh, what do you remember about that one? Our next one is one of ab- my absolute favorite episodes. Um, I love the time time warpy kind of episodes, and this is like super duper time warpy. Okay, so Brandon it's Braga great. wrote it then, right? I I probably yeah. <laughs> the man is obsessed with time travel. You even put him on uh, other shows, and he's like, "Whoa, time to write about time travel." Time travel. <laughs> Watch the Orville. You'll know which episodes are Brandon Braga episodes <laughs> just just by oh they fucked with time. Okay, uh-huh, all right, yeah. Uh-huh. Brandon Braga's here. I didn't expect that from a woman who cheats on her husband. You told her? No, no, I didn't tell her. She she knows because she's from the future. But it's in the past. I told her. Music this season is by Maximum Busy Muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have new music for next season. I'm going to promise you that right now because I've got <laughs> uh, new bands. That, so there's tons of stuff I can use. Oh, yay. Check out the Holocaust Saviors mm-hmm. on Audible. That helps out the show. Mm-hmm. Make sure you join our Patreon. You can become a patron mm-hmm. for as little as $1 a month. Just $1. So if a whole bunch of y'all go ahead and become patrons for only $1, it mm-hmm. will help out the show a great deal. Big time. That is patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. At Star Trek stuff podcast. And I post some funny ass shit. And uh, I have had some amazing compliments lately. And I'm so happy. Big fan of the weird world of Star Trek merch. Hilarious. Okay. Um, very, very cool stuff on there. Star Trek stripper. Take off your clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, not to brag, but over on my Twitter, at Bag of Lasers, <laughs> the actual Melissa Navia, who plays Ortegas. So cool. Retweeted uh, and responded to me. I was talking about how great this interview that she did recently was. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Say nice things to the Trek people. Yeah. And and there's a lot of uh, Trek cast and crew. Not just cast, but like there are writers Mm -hmm. and set people and costume designers that have social media. If you're on there, if you're following them, tell them they're awesome. Like, let's be a really positive fan base. Yes, please. Let's be that fan base that, you know, some other sci-fi mm-hmm. fan bases are not let's be known as the best fans ever absolutely be positive to each other follow other trekkies online not yeah. just us there's a lot of really creative stuff going on out there i love it definitely a good time to be a trekkie live long and prosper peace and long life I got to remember to, uh, this is a note to myself to drop in that thing from the intro of Alien Nation where like he's just going, ah! like it's just, it, the, the intro stops, it, the whole thing stops where he just, and like it's doing like, the music is like, aliens came and now they're part of society and the music or whatever and they're like starring this person, this person, and this person and then the music stops He's just in the car, driving, screaming, smashing like the, the <laughs> roof of the car, the, the inner roof of the car, the ceiling of the car. Just go. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> and then like it keeps going. It, it's inexplicable. It's amazing. Uh, it's a very weird show. I got to admit, it's weird.
the action jackets in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Those are yeah. so slick. Like from the trailer, everybody was like, I want the jacket. I want the jacket. Yeah. Like going to Star Trek.com, <laughs> looking at the store, going like, yeah. what are these fucking mugs and shit doing here? Give me that fucking jacket. <laughs> they could have sold a bunch of those for like $300 uh-huh. easy. People would have ate them oh, yeah. right up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would have bought one in a heartbeat. Well, sorry, fellow fans. We're not going to look as good as that crew in those jackets. <laughs> Fuck no. It's like, yeah, those are slick jackets, but like they're also all gorgeous. <laughs> uh. He's going to get him a pink skin.